Hi everyone, I'm Chloe and welcome back to another episode of What's Up WWE Universe, the podcast where we talk about news, rumors, wrestlers, matches, and everything going on in the WWE Universe. Before we get into anything, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast and tell everyone you know so that we can spread the word about the podcast. And before we get into our normal schedule, I want to let y'all know a couple things. So... One, consider you warned, I'm going to go on a couple of rampages in this episode, so just get ready, and this is your warning, and I want to tell y'all about something really cool that happened to me the other day. So me and my family, we were at a restaurant, and Tommy Dreamer's old ECW theme song started playing, and my dad was like, oh, hey, Chloe, this is Tommy Dreamer's old ECW theme. And if you guys listen to the Busted Open podcast, you know that Tommy Dreamer calls himself the Fat and the Furious. So I joked around. I was like, oh, it's not called the Fat and the Furious. And my dad posted about it on his Twitter and tagged Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy Dreamer actually saw it and he DM'd my dad like a thumbs up. And my dad told him. He was like, my daughter's a really big WWE fan. She's 14, and she really wants to be a WWE announcer. And he was like, thanks for brightening her day. She's really upset that Billy Kay got released because she's a huge fan of her, which is one of the things I'm going to go on a rampage about, just so you know. And he responded. He was just like, well, I mean, just tell her to keep following her dreams. She can do it. And you're an awesome dad for supporting her. So we all, all started just freaking out. And me and my sister, we both started getting emotional, and it was just such an amazing moment. So, Tommy Dreamer, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've made my year, absolutely. So, just be on the lookout in a few years for Chloe Canterbury. All right, now let's get into some news. WWE just released a lot of superstars, and me, and I'm sure a lot of you guys, are not happy about it. So around this time last year, WWE released a big wave of superstars, which included Sarah Logan, Rusev, um, who else? Kurt Angle. But anyways, you get the idea. So they have just done that again this year, basically. And they have released Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Rawley, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. Now, some of these I can... I'm not surprised, honestly, but some of these are really shocking, and consider this our first rampage of this episode. All right, so Samoa Joe was released, which I'm, like, puzzled, really, why. Like, he was on Monday Night Raw. They got two new people on the commentators' table because this past year... um. Smojo has been injured and he's been on the commentary table, which I personally thought he did a really great job at it. So I can definitely see some sports casting in his future, future a little more. And so I thought he was like cleared, but he's released. So I don't know if it was like something like worse, like a worse injury that like he can't wrestle or just I don't know what it is. But anyways, moving on, Billy Kay, I'm probably the most upset about this more than any of the others. 
because like I'm such a huge fan of Billy Kay. Loved her. I love her and Peyton so much. And I love the iconics, absolutely. And I don't understand, like, I can't wrap my head around it. Why they would release both of them. Like, Billy is like a gym on SmackDown, walking around and showing people her headshot and her resume. And I just think she's such a great performer as well as wrestler. I mean, what can she not do? She's so awesome. And I'm just so puzzled. Like, she had a WrestleMania match with Carmella as her tag team partner. So I was hoping maybe they would do some more action with them. But she's been released, which I'm not happy about. And Peyton Royce, the other fellow iconic who was also released, I was not happy about after the Iconics breakup. Because they said they wanted... They said they broke up the Iconics to give Peyton more of a singles push, but then they threw her right back into a tag team with Lacey Evans. And with Lacey being gone on maternity leave, I thought maybe this would be a good time for Peyton to finally show off her singles action. And she had that really powerful promo on Raw Talk, and then she faced Asuka, and then that was it, which I'm, like, really not happy about. But... Mickey James, she, um, like, honestly, I don't, I, she's definitely gonna come back, like, for Royal Rumbles, because Kurt Angle was released last year, but he's been on WWE TV after that. Chelsea Green, I'm very more disappointed in than angry, because, like, she had just made her SmackDown debut and broke her wrist, and we talked about she was backstage at a SmackDown show not too long ago, so maybe I was hoping maybe that would be, like, maybe she's coming back soon, but... Obviously not. Tucker, I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm not happy about it because I've talked about I really wanted to see more of Tucker after the Heavy Machinery split. Like, I don't understand why they had to split up Heavy Machinery. And he was only on TV, like, three times after the Heavy Machinery split. Like, he had a match, a quick match against Ricochet and then he had a short reign as 24-7 champ for three seconds. And then he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, which I told y'all I was very interested to see him. But he was, like, the only the second or third superstar eliminated, which I'm not happy about. I wish they had given him something to do because he's such a talented wrestler. But, I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll end up somewhere else. Kalisto, I'm surprised about... Definitely, but we'll just have to see what future holds. Mojo Raleigh, he hasn't been on TV for like quite some time. He's not like a full-time star. So, Bo Dallas, I'm definitely not surprised about. He hasn't been on TV for over a year, so I feel like that was a long time coming. And Wesley Blake, which I'm not surprised about um, because of the whole Forgotten Son split and Steve Cutler being released not too long ago. So, yeah, some of these I'm surprised about, some of these I'm not, but the most shocking ones, I think, were Samoa Joe and the Iconics, but hopefully they'll end up somewhere better. Well, not better, but they can end up somewhere else. I wouldn't be surprised if the Iconics went to AEW, considering Peyton's husband is there, so we'll just have to see what the future holds. All right, now let's talk about a rumor. Did fans leave the arena in the WrestleMania 37 Night 1 main event? 
So WrestleMania 37 was this past weekend, and it was such an amazing event. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more later. It was so refreshing to finally see fans back there in person. And the main event of night one was the second ever um, women headlining the main event. And it was Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. And it was such an amazing match. Such a historic match. It's going to go in the history books. I'm pretty darn sure. But it's been noted that several fans left during this, uh, towards the beginning of this match. Now, I'm extremely puzzled by this, why they'd want to leave during this amazing historic match. Because, like, I personally thought it was unpredictable. I had no clue who was going to win. Like, I couldn't, we always predict matches on this podcast, but it's just an unpredictable match that I just could not predict. I just had to watch it and see. And I was very impressed by Bianca and Sasha, but I think it's a shame that people ended up missing this match because it was so amazing, so breathtaking, and I don't really have anything else to say. It's just a shame, and I just hope this rumor isn't that true, you know? Like, it was visible on camera that a a few people were leaving, but... I hope that not as many people as we think were leaving because that would be such a shame to do in such a great match. All right, now let's talk about a superstar, Liv Morgan. So one of the top stars on Friday Night SmackDown and in WWE overall right now is Liv Morgan. She is such a great wrestler, and I think she's a very good role model and inspiration for young girls watching wrestling, and even young boys watching wrestling. If you guys have seen her documentary on the WWE Network, on Peacock, I guess, now, she has a documentary called Live Forever, and it's very interesting to see, like, her character development from going to the girl in the heel faction riot squad to being like the solo Liv Morgan and to the riot squad getting back together. So she had a rough bringing rough upbringing, which we learned on the documentary and wrestling was one of her like distractions from it. And it was very interesting to see like what she did from before she got to WWE, like, she worked at Hooters and, like, modeled for Hooters, and she wrestled in the backyard, like, I think she said her and her brothers built a ring, and they'd wrestle after school with each other, and then when she got signed, it was very emotional for her and her family, they were all freaking out, and then getting to WWE and meeting the rest of the members of the Riot Squad and Paul Heyman talking about how impressed by her she wa- he was. And so I just thought it was very interesting to get a glimpse into her career and just, and honestly right now she's doing really well with the Riot Squad, of course. They did a great job in the WrestleMania 37 
tag team turmoil match, gauntlet match that she was in with Ruby Riot. And I just think her and Ruby too, they're both great wrestlers and they've come such a long way from what the Riot Squad started out as and what it is now. Obviously, Sarah's out doing bigger and better things. And I'm just very excited to see where Liv and the Riot Squad go from here. Now, instead of talking about just a match and our predictions for it, we're going to break down WrestleMania 37. So WrestleMania 37 was such an amazing WrestleMania. It was so refreshing to finally get to see fans there in person. And if if you're someone who's listening and you got to go, I am so jealous. Um, but I do think it was very refreshing to see the fans there, of course, and just all the amazing wrestlers, as usual. Now, let's talk about some of the matches. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Mm, I was not very happy with the outcome, but who knows? Maybe, hopefully, Drew can reclaim that WWE title soon. Uh, The tag team turmoil match, it was great. I absolutely love to see all the teams get in there. Actually, Tamina and Natty were my pick, so I was very, very happy about that. There was, of course, a lot going on with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke between Mandy slipping during their entrance to Dana's top not staying up. Oh my goodness. And then Cesaro and Seth Rollins. That was such an amazing match. Such a great breakout for Cesaro. As we can see, Seth Rollins has not had the best of luck with the past couple WrestleManias. I mean, last year he got beat by KO, Kevin Owens, and this year he got beat by Cesaro. Cesaro did such an amazing job in that UFO new thing. That was absolutely great. And AJ Styles and Omos defeating the New Day. I mean, obviously, I I love the New Day, so I'm a little disappointed. But I'm very interested to see Omos, especially, as a champion. And AJ. Braun Strowman defeated Shane McMahon. Um... Shane, who's stupid now? (laughs) But yeah, that was so crazy, especially Braun Strowman just ripping off that steel. So crazy. Like, I can't even stress how insane that is. But Bad Bunny and Damian Priest defeating Miz and Morrison with the whole bunnies coming out at the beginning. And then the hey, hey, hop, hop. That was crazy. And then... Bad Bunny did put on a pretty good performance, if I'm being honest. But as we've seen, he's going to go back to the world of music and he's going to have a tour this, I want to say next year. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. And then the, the main event of night one, so amazing. Bianca defeating Sasha. I'm very, very excited to see what Bianca does as SmackDown Women's Champion because she's so amazing. and. On this past Friday on SmackDown, we've learned that both Sasha and Bailey want a title opportunity. Well, Sasha never really said it, but she seems angry and wants that championship back. And of course, Bailey wants it back. So that'll be fun. 
And then getting to see all the Hall of Famers from last year being able to be there in person with the NWO and British Bulldogs family. It was just all great. And night two, of course, was great. I mean, The Fiend coming back and then Alexa turning on him to make him lose. As we learned on this past Monday's episode of Raw, Alexa has a new friend named Lily. So I'm very interested to see what that whole thing's about. And then Rhea Ripley defeating Asuka. Like, that was such an amazing match for Rhea. And I'm very excited to see what else she does. As we saw on Monday Night Raw, Charlotte has made a heel turn and she wants that Raw Women's Championship. Um, Riddle got defeated by Sheamus, which was absolutely crazy. Well, not crazy, but it was a pretty good match if you ask me. Um, the Nigerian drum fight against um, Biggie and Apollo Crews, that was interesting. I mean, I'm not extremely, like, I'm happy for Apollo, but, like, you know, storyline-wise. But I don't know. Maybe we'll just have to see where this whole Nigerian storyline goes. And Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, that was a very good match. Two very familiar foes. And with the whole Logan Paul thing, as I've told y'all, I'm not the biggest fan of Logan Paul, so I was happy when KO stunned him. And the Women's Tag Team Championship match with Nia Jax, versus Nia Jax and Shanna Baszler versus Natalya and Tamina. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm also happy for Shayna and Nia. And hopefully Natty and Tamina get another opportunity soon. And so... The, of course, the Universal Championship match, Triple Threat, was a very good match. And all these great men in it together. It was very, very good. Now, y'all ready for the second Rampage? Oh, well, and also the 2021 people getting to be there. Like Molly Holly, Great Khalil, and Ozzy Osbourne getting inducted. That was crazy. All right, now here comes the second Rampage. So, Bailey, we were all upset because Bailey looked like she didn't have a match, which obviously she didn't, but she did appear twice, one each night. And, well, first of all, Titus and Hulk Hogan ditching her to go look at a boat and being so disrespectful. I mean, I don't care if she's not in the Hall of Fame. Bailey is a living legend, people. And then later, her coming out and the Bella Twins, like, for real. And then, like, them throwing her down the ramp. And, like, the, the fans were booing because they didn't want to see that. Neither did I. Like, I did not feel good. That was not a good moment. So, I mean, like, nothing against the Bella Twins. But, like... I feel like if they were to come back and wrestle, because they always say, like, we're coming back at some point. I just feel like they kind of wouldn't fit in with WWE anymore. Because what they come from was the era where the girls, most of them didn't really know how to wrestle. They were just basically there to be eye candy. But, yeah. So, I guess WWE now knows not to have the Bellas attack Bailey, And, I mean, are we going to ignore the fact that Bailey was actually helping them 
giving them some style tips, telling them they look like Elmo. And she was she was just telling Nikki that John Cena wasn't there tonight. I mean, she was helping them. Come on, people. Get get your get your minds out of the gutter. She was helping them. Gosh. But Anyways, I think WrestleMania was such a good night, and it was so refreshing to finally see fans back there again. All right, that'll do it for this episode of What's Up WWE Universe. Again, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast and tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing. And remember, episodes come out every Sunday. All right, I'm Chloe, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!